Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in, well, pretty rainy Seattle today. I mean, actually very, very rainy. I mean, Is it? Well, it was. I haven't the whole looked time outside. We, we, the whole time we <laughs> drove in, it was definitely raining. But Sprinkling. Love showers. Nah, well, it actually looks like love showers now, but it, Whew, it wasn't okay. before. Right. So I think it's going to clear up, Benny. Is that what the weather said? That's what I said. Yeah, yes. that's what I was surprised me. I, yeah, I honestly like, didn't even turn around. The I, you know what? I just said it was going to be up until about 11. Yeah, I think you're right. I think okay, you're good. absolutely correct. Whew. Yeah, it's going right. to burn off and it's going to be right. stunning and gorgeous and amazing. Hopefully we're going to have uh, a beautiful, lovely weekend. We could call that luck, like we're wishing for a beautiful weekend. We could call that <laughs> luck because as many of, of, of you know, one of my favorite things to do is to interview people who I believe are on, on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those fun, exciting, lucky days <laughs> where I'm going to be interviewing Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein. And they are the authors of many books, but one of the books that they wrote together is Eight Secrets to Intentionally Change Your Fortune. The book is called Conscious Luck. Um, both of them are best-selling authors and have in, an interesting life, lots of interesting people in their lives, lo- lots of interesting stories. We are very lucky today to have them here. Gay Hendricks, as a Ph.D., has served for more than 40 years as one of the major contributors to the fields of relationship transformation and body-mind therapies. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and his books include Conscious Loving and The Big Leap. That sounds like so much fun. Carol Klein has devoted her career to teaching, writing, and speaking about consciousness and personal growth. She is a number one New York Times bestselling author and the co-author of Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and five books in the Chicken Soup of the Soul series. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks a lot, Marie. Great being with you. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And so you both live in California. You're kind of neighbors. You've been friends for years. And you decided to write this lovely book that St. Martin's Essentials printed for you, which is very nice. Yes, we're both very blessed. And uh, I always loved loved living in this little town in California for about 20 years. And I met uh, Carol through Jack Canfield. And then uh, we kept bumping into each other. And I wrote kind of a first draft of Conscious Luck some years ago, and then I got busy writing mystery novels, which oh. is kind of a late-life passion of mine. Fine. And, uh, and I kept bumping into Carol at the farmer's market, and she'd say, how's Conscious Luck going? And I'd say, oh, I would squirm <laughs> with uh, guilt and say, oh, I haven't gotten back to it yet. And finally, I put it into her magnificently capable hands, and uh, here we are. Voila. Excellent. So well, really, you're obviously... forgot to mention my... Oh. No, go ahead, please, Carol. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, he forgot to mention that I had to ask him if I could help him with this book because it haunted me. I felt that people in the world should hear this information, should have this, these tools to make their lives more successful, more abundant, and not leave luck to chance because that's the biggest misconception that most of our society has. So, sorry, I had to put my two cents in I... because... Gay is so generous to allow me to do this. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that the universe kept 
making you, the two of you bump into each other <laughs> at the farmer's market so that eventually you both go, oh, 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 great, <laughs> you know, and, and settle down and get your, your paper and pens and computers going so that you can um, deliver this beautiful product to all of us. Um, so both of you consider yourselves lucky anyway, you know, long before uh, Conscious Luck showed up. Could you each maybe share a, a story that you consider to be fortunate for each of you? Well, one of the ones that I share in the book is what happened to me when I was 14 years old. So it goes back a ways, but it's actually the first time I ever had a thought about what we now call conscious luck. And when I was in the uh, ninth grade, I was at this movie theater, and they put all of our tickets in a goldfish bowl with our names on it and then they had a drawing at the intermission and they were going to give three things and one of them was a wristwatch was the number one prize and so this kid that was next to me that i knew somewhat um lived in my neighborhood named danny he said watch this i'm going to win one of these prizes and i remember at the time thinking okay let's see and (laughs) sure enough they had the drawing and he won the first prize the wristwatch and uh, so i asked him how did you do that and he says i always win stuff like that he said i just made up my mind one day that i was going to be one of the lucky ones in life and he'd noticed that some members of his family weren't very lucky and good things didn't happen to him and the others were and so he decided he was going to be one of the lucky ones and it was the first time i'd ever heard the idea that maybe you could change something simply by changing your thinking about something you know this was long right. before i discovered napoleon hill or louise hay or any people right. that taught affirmations or anything it was this um, a little guy next to me at a movie theater. And so I tried it on, and I immediately had a lucky event happen shortly thereafter where I found a very expensive coin collection in a briefcase on the street and was able to return it to the owner, and he gave me this big prize, more money than I'd ever seen in my life, a a coin collection that was at the time worth $35, would probably be worth $500 today. But anyway, it was more money than I'd ever held at one time, and I was just blown away by the change that happened right after I decided to be one of the lucky ones. And so fi- uh, finally now, 50 years later, I get around to writing a book about it. Wonderful. I'm so <laughs> glad you did. Thank you. That was a great story. And what about you, Carol? Well, for me, you know, luck, I've always just thought I had lucky things happen to me, and I had unlucky things happen to me. And I've had a lot of wonderful lucky things happen, but I didn't think it was in my control. It's a very similar story in that I just looked at luck as something random, something Mm -hmm. that happened to you or didn't, and you didn't have anything to do with it. It was just like a lightning strike. And what happened to me was when when I started exploring this book, when I saw those words together, conscious luck, it set off a huge chain reaction in me of, well, how could you be consciously lucky? And when we started working on this book, I looked back at my life and I saw the places that had been sort of turning points for luck when I became a Chicken Soup for the Soul co-author. It was because I asked for what I wanted, because I got out of my comfort zone, because I did something that was scary for me and I overcame it. And that is one of the tools. That's one of the keys, the secrets that we give, that there are these eight secrets that you can actually change your luck. So for me, that moment is also in the book, the story of how I became a Chicken Soup for the Soul co-author was because I asked for it and I wasn't willing to settle. And it was it was 20 seconds, I call it, of insane courage. (laughs) And most of us, you just have to hurl yourself. Wow. Yeah. That for me. And and here's. No, please go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say that the, the thing that was a meta shift for me, and I just want to share that briefly, that that quote um, from a Tina Selig, who is a professor at Stanford, she said that most people think of luck as a lightning strike, isolated and dramatic. But in fact, it's a wind that's always blowing. And you have to build the sails, harness the winds of luck with your behaviors. And so we gave you these eight attitudes, actions, and associations are the key. And you have the ability, your luck is actually the combined result of those things. It really is, you know, because we're, we're talking about consciousness and energy and learning to be in the vibrational match of something that all of us really deserve and we're all worthy of um, to be in this beautiful vibration of luck. You know, as both of you were talking, I was thinking about one of my daughters. I have three daughters and one of them, Misha, everyone in the family always says to her all the time, you are so lucky. You know, and I don't I can't tell you why that initiated at what you know, it started when she was very, very young. And she really is lucky. She got a full ride for her grad program um, and a salary, you know, <laughs> like things like that happened to her. And so when anything weird is like, you know, in, in her her vision, we got all of us say, oh, but you're so lucky. And then sure enough, something amazing <laughs> happens. <laughs> so we, you know, unintentionally, you know, we uh, brainwashed her. You know, we we uh, trained her to believe that she's a lucky person. So really, this book is going to help everyone to believe that they are also lucky, too, because everyone really is. Everyone is loved and adored and cherished in ways that most of humanity has not even a, a concept for or hasn't even have a had a moment of experience with it. And of course, and there are many people who have had, you know, a, a clestine, I can't even think of that, can't say that word exactly correctly, um, moment where you feel the divine and you know that you are beyond cherished. Um, so this book helps us to move into places of consciousness, really, where you even you know, dive into the whole aspect of shame, which is a really big deal, at least from my perspective and belief system. Yes, it's a big deal for lots of us, because for me, it was an undiscovered feeling until I was 45 years old, I guess, when I had that moment that I describe in the book where I was unpacking some stuff in my mother's house after she passed away, and I came across an envelope, a letter that had been addressed to her the year I was born, and it sent a chill up and down my spine. It was this passionate letter from my mother's church group to my mother, begging her to come out of the house, basically. And, and you know, Norma, you don't need to be ashamed of yourself. You know, we love you. Please come back. You can't just sit in your house Aww. and feel ashamed. We know the birth wasn't the way you wanted it to be, and things haven't worked out in your life the way you wanted them to, but we love you. Just You can't just sit in there and feel ashamed. And it was you know, kind of heart-wrenching for me because I realized that was me they were talking about, and I hadn't realized the extent to which I was, you know, I was kind of gestated in that kind of right. shame, and I hadn't wow. really noticed that in myself until that moment, and it was kind of like turning on a light in a new room that I'd never discovered. But the magic of it for me was later when I realized, wait a minute, I've got this new territory in my body. Let me dedicate it to a new purpose. Let me dedicate it to being an attractor field for love and good luck instead of having it be an attractor field for more shame. And so that's the way you can do any emotion that you come across. It's good to acknowledge our painful emotions, but we don't have to sit there and stew in them for eternity. What you can do is replant that field with something more positive that you'd like to see growing there. 
in this case it was I wanted to re replant my shame field with seeds of love and luck and so I think it's important for us to consciously take on the rededication of the real estate that we open up in our body <laughs> to our chosen purpose rather than for its original purpose, maybe. Oh, I, I, I love that. That's absolutely gorgeous. And in the book, both of you talk about the difference between shame and guilt. Like there really is a different vibration. I, I really hadn't thought about it in terms of, you know, their frequencies being so different. So could you maybe, Carol, uh, touch on the these unique qualities of these two I would say probably, I mean, I think shame is more authentic. I think guilt is definitely a mind-made emotion. Um, uh, shame seems very visceral for a lot of people. Well, that's a really interesting distinction. Um, I had not thought about it. When you, if you ever want to learn something, write a book about it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you, have, you have to own that material and really think deeply about it. So yeah. when we were discussing shame and guilt, we came up with a simpler distinction that is shame, it, guilt is uh, feeling badly about what you've done. It has mm. an action component. Mm. And shame is feeling bad about who you are. Mm. It, 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 it kind of goes underground and it, it becomes more global. It becomes more universal. And it sticks around in your body. I, I would say that guilt can be visceral too. Mm. But that, that when we don't address guilt in the book, that's, there's wonderful, many wonderful books I'm sure out there that help you with guilt. We talk about shame because shame lives as an, uh, an underground, insidious feelings of unworth and being not enough, and they get instilled quite young, even sometimes before we're verbal, so we don't even know where they come from. As Gay was telling you, he was pickled in shame. Oh, in my utero. gosh, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So there, And for me, I had, um, I had an abusive relationship when I was in my 20s, and I didn't realize we were, ta- we were interviewed by someone who was who specializes in trauma and abuse, and I got in touch with, I had, that shame lives in our minds and our hearts, but it also lives in our bodies, which is what Gay, I think, Mm -hmm. brings to the table in this book. This was part of the original manuscript that was so powerful that, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to get rid of shame uh, emotionally and mentally, but it lives in our bodies, and we can actually handle it there by learning to identify it, and then, as he said, fill that that place that's been a placeholder with shame and fill it with light and love and open it up and make it an attractor field for luck. So I had noticed that I had this spray of shame in my body, in my, like my cheeks, my, my throat and my chest. I felt embarrassed. It was like a blush. Mm -hmm. I felt embarrassed that a smart woman like me had gotten involved with someone who actually physically hit me. Wow. And I I didn't realize it. it still lives in my body. And I need to I need to do my own exercise, on it, which is to be with it. And uh, it's in the book. We have the, the meditation that you use to turn shame into an attractor field for love. Beautiful. I, I love how you both of you go to these very deep, very primal aspects that do shut down the vibration of, of individuals and humanity at large, of course, but that to address these so with easy, you know, I mean, obviously, when you get in your shame, it doesn't always feel easy, but these techniques and tools and really the conversation is very pleasant and comforting and encouraging. I think it's uh, wonderful. It's going to help a lot of people move forward, especially when we're talking about wealth, which is a big thing that people want in luck. They want to be wealthy and financially free. And of course, um, what we all hope for individuals who haven't discovered their purpose, because, you know, you can monetize your purpose pretty effortlessly when you align with that vibration, especially if you, 
you know, dissolve any shame um, that's in your body. That's really lovely. One of the first um, instructions in your book is to write a phrase using your dominant and your non-dominant hand. Great idea. So, so how did you come up with that? I mean, it's a great idea. Well, I originally learned it from an artist teacher uh, who, I can't remember her name at the moment. Um, oh, um, her name was Rico, R-I-C-O. Good job. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That goes back about 50 years. <laughs> so, uh, But she had us do it because when you write with your dominant hand, in my case it would be my right hand, that's being run by the left side of your brain. When I write with my left hand, it's being run by the other side of the brain. And so it was... It, it, she felt it was important because it gave you a shift from one side of the brain to the other, and that, she felt, had a creative, uh, creativity-liberating aspect to it. And I found it pretty much the same thing, that what it does is take you out of your normal state of consciousness and expose you to some new feelings in your nervous system. Because I can guarantee you, I've had rooms full of you know 800 people doing this at the same time, and when people shift over to their non-dominant hand, the energy in the room goes up by about 500%. People wow. Stop, you know, they get anxious, they stop breathing, they, uh, you know, get uh, freaked out. And so it's really fun and interesting to open up new territory in yourself. And in, in by using your non-dominant hand to write affirmations and things like that, you're really waking up a whole new part of yourself and bringing your whole brain online. Wow. Okay, great. Yeah, it's wonderful because right away in the beginning of the book, you're having people open up their subconscious mind, which is just fantastic. I just love it. Um, so you, you write in the book about, you know, these luck-worthy goals, also very important because you write about that you if, if you don't have a lot of true desire about something that you wish to manifest or create or run into, luckily, <laughs> you know, that... That is an important factor, that there needs to be some sincerity to your process. So you actually encourage your readers to self-discover that. I'm glad you brought that one up. I am actually working on a workbook for the book right now with Gay and uh, another woman. And we are working on that chapter. (laughs) And we've come up with this hilarious term, which is called, (laughs) you need to luckify your goals. (laughs) Wow. and there are three ways. Yeah, you actually you you harness um, your 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 emotions and your energy when your goals have three qualities. One, that they are truly meaningful to you, that they matter deeply to you, that they bring you closer to your soul's purpose on the planet. And the second is that they light you up, that they are something you most love to do, that they just make you excited, and a big whole body smile about them comes up. And uh, Gay has a wonderful quote. He said that what you most love to do and what's most meaningful to you, I'm quoting Gay, this is hilarious, <laughs> is like the twin strands of your DNA. So those are very wow. related and can be overlapping. But then to turbocharge your luckification of your goals, <laughs> which means that you're going to attract luck. luck. You give luck a reason to visit. Worthy goals attract luck. Luck chases worthy goals. So the third one is that it helps other people. It doesn't harm anybody, and, it, and even most, you know, the best luck uh, attracting quality is that you're in the, the way of contributing to others. So that will absolutely bring 
uh, synchronicities. And you know, you'll get the eight, you'll list the eight of the universe with what we call universal winks, synchronicities, fortunate hunches, you know, breakthroughs, because you are doing something to benefit the planet, benefit others. The, the world wants to benefit you. It, you so know, those three things. And, oh, oh, please sorry. go ahead. No, Carol, please go ahead. Yes. No, what I was just going to say is so, and some people say, well, yeah, that's all well and good, but you know, I have to put food on the table. I have to, you know, work my job and right. I have to homeschool my kids. And those aren't those things. You can actually luckify any goal and look for it to find those three things in it. And that will help. And at the very least, you can add into your life those three quality activities that, that bring out those three qualities to help attract luck to you. So having luck worthy goals is anybody can do that. And it absolutely will enlist um, your own passion your own enthusiasm, and then the aid of the universe. It's so interesting because that really is true. When you are in that frequency, that high vibrational alignment with yourself, your higher purpose, the universe will break as many barriers as possible, meaning your resistance, you know, to like the two of you showing up at the, you know, the market, you know, regularly. (laughs) Because you're in alignment when you when you recognize those goals that your book helps the reader to do so, that that you move into this you know beautiful alignment that's healthy and normal and valuable and it's such a high frequency you just keep attracting opportunities and um, easier outcomes which then gives you energy to do all these other things you know and to find um, the the most profound way to accomplish like the homeschooling and the other. Uh, beautiful um, expressions that you shared with us. That's lovely. How lovely is that? That's wonderful. In the book, you talk about your essence pace. What is that exactly? Well, everybody needs to know how they best move through life. How do you, do you rush through life? Do you you feel pushed through life? Do you feel pulled through life? Do you take it slower than is your natural pace? Have you adapted your pace in life to fit somebody else? These are important questions because learning how to really be yourself and occupy your full measure of luck involves opening up and knowing yourself at deeper and deeper levels. And so through the book, we want to help people open up and and learn to love themselves at deeper and deeper and deeper levels so that it liberates that true essence of who they are. And in a very literal way, how I kind of originally got to thinking about this issue of essence pace is my wife and I, many years ago, when we lived in Colorado, we had uh, couples would come to do therapy with us from often from out of town or out of the country, and they'd live there in Colorado with us for three days while we worked with them. Anyway, in the context of one of those sessions, we went out for a walk one day with this couple just to kind of relieve the sitting in the office. And so we noticed that she walked much faster than he did. He sort of ambled along, and then she would get up way ahead and sort of in an irritated way stop and look back <laughs> at him. And it was always like she was out in front and he was being pushed to go faster by her. And it, it turned out to be a big turning point in our work with them because we looked at that whole issue and underneath it and everything, and finally they found that it was a key to a big sticking point in their life. But what it left me with was the idea that all of us have different paces we like to move through life at that's Mm -hmm. natural to us. And neither of them 
it's not right or wrong whether yours is fast or slow or moderate or whatever it is. But if you go beyond actual physical walking, think of yourself as a as an instrument for life. And are you using your whole instrument for living in a way that feels harmonious to you? And that's really what we want people to find through the book, too, through the medium of opening up to more of their luck, is to open up to more of who you are in the depths of yourself. Because what we know is that underneath all of everything that's in us is this beautiful open space of pure consciousness that pervades us and everybody else in the universe that once you get in touch with that you can really reinvent your life in any way you want in our case we're talking about reinventing yourself as a lucky person but you can use the tools in the book to reinvent yourself in any other way you care to uh, I love it this is a wonderful book I, I mean, not only is it a great book for the individual, but it's a great gift idea, you know, whether it's a birthday or a graduation or the holidays, which are kind of around the corner. Um, this is wonderful. No, really. I mean, to me, they are. I've already been thinking about, okay, I need a new Christmas. a good book for your early Christmas shopping. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christmas in July. Get it exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Eight Secrets to Intentionally Change Your Fortune, Conscious Luck by Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure. How can people find you uh, if they want to continue this conversation with either of you? Um, how can they find you? Well, we have a website for the book called ConsciousLuck.com. And we highly recommend that if you want to purchase the book or know more about Conscious Luck, go to that website and purchase through there because you have wonderful tools and bonuses that we offer on that website. And we also have a Twitter we have a Facebook group page and also a community global. It's called the Conscious Love Global Community, where you can find your lucky tribe wow. online, as we all are now, and you can become part of the conversation around the world of helping people, you know, really support and celebrate each other's growing luck and consciousness about luck. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you so much, both of you. I wish you, of course, many, many joyful blessings you obviously have many but I, I wish you even many more and thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing um, this wonderful tool for all of us thank you so much Marie it was wonderful being with you thank you thank you so much okay we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show we'll be right back and let's give out the number two real oh. fast yeah 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show right back with more from Marie just about Stacked against you, girl. Get back in bed. I feel lucky. I feel lucky. Yeah. No professor doom gonna stand in my way. Mm, I feel lucky. Hello, this is Marie, and I'm thrilled to be offering my very first eight week of financial freedom coaching where you will be given a self-hypnosis meditation program. So 30 days of self-hypnosis that you'll be doing on your own along with us meeting for an hour and 15 minutes for eight weeks every Monday beginning July 13th through August 31st. 
so that you can have the freedom that you desire no matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic, if you've lost your job, if you are creating your own beautiful and amazing career, or if you're not working, that you always have financial freedom. No matter what's going on, your vibrational system has learned how to attract wealth no matter what. And you deserve this. So for more information, go to energyintuitive.com. I can't wait for all of us to heal resources and let them be free flowing forever in your life as you absolutely deserve it. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. What do trees make you think of? Life, longevity, health? There's a reason for that. They're the building blocks of our ecosystems, capable of restoring land and environment while creating stable food systems and economic opportunity. At Trees for the Future, for 30 years, we've worked with smallholder farmers in developing countries to establish sustainable agroforestry methods where there was once deforestation and poor agricultural practices, there are now thriving microenvironments we call forest gardens, made up of more than 50 species of trees and dozens of shrubs, fruits, and vegetables. Through Trees for the Future's forest garden approach, thousands of farming families have successfully brought their land back to life. A sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and climate change, sponsored by Trees for the Future. You're invited to join the movement at trees.org slash radio. Hello, this is Marie Manucherry, and I'm thrilled to be offering my very first psychic coaching program. The first class we haven't even taught yet is completely full. So we're offering a second course beginning January 13th through March 31st. Every Wednesday night between 5 and 6.15 p.m., you will learn how to be psychic. You will learn to read into the veil. You'll learn to talk to people who no longer live in a physical form, communicate with your spirit guides. And along with this online workbook and also self-hypnosis meditation, a 30-day, 20-minute, beautiful, recorded self-hypnosis meditation so you can get out of any limited beliefs and emerge into expanded consciousness and allow yourself to be multisensory. You deserve it. The world deserves to have as many multisensory people available as possible. And you'll have so much fun feeling loved and adored and cherished by the divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for taking these online courses. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150kknw. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. We just had so much fun with this lovely book, Conscious Luck. And now we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and answer questions for people. You got it. And yeah. uh, if you need the number, 877-825-8828 is that number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we'll start things out with uh, Joanna. Joanna, I believe, calling in from Seattle. Did I get that right, Joanna? Is it Joanna? Uh, it's Johanna. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate you. that. <laughs> 
Hello, Johanna. What can I do for you? Well, I have been having recurring sinus issues. I had uh, sinus surgery in December, and it felt great for a while. And uh, about two or three weeks ago, I had an MRI for um, my brain condition and uh, showed mucus in my sphenoid sinuses mm -hmm. again. And um, just uh, would like some information on why is this happening. Yeah, it's a great question, by the way. So sinuses, just like the bladder and the gallbladder, all three of those areas of the body have this tendency to absorb frustration, the emotion mm -hmm. of frustration. And you tend to be a frustrated person even before all this happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of how you you kind of choose to go in the world in a way is to be a little annoyed. Would you agree mm -hmm. with me? Um, yes. Okay. So you're going to have to change that frequency. So from now, even if you have every logical reason to be annoyed or frustrated about something that makes total sense and everyone else would agree with you, you can no longer use that frequency. You've already had sinus surgery. So you're mm -hmm. running out of options now, right? Yeah. If, in terms of modern medicine, you've run out of options. So, And, of course, I personally believe that the energy needs to change to create a healing. However a person goes about healing, the energy is what created the problem to begin with, and it's the energy that's going to be the solution ultimately. So... You're going to have to catch yourself a lot throughout the day and not go into this pattern. It's, I think your mother uh, was a frustrated individual as well, or is a frustrated, I think was, but a frustrated individual as well. Does that make sense? Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sorry about that, by the way. But you, yeah, you picked up on that pattern. Kids mm -hmm. learn when beings move into the physical reality, you know, when we move into a body and after we're born, we're, we, we don't talk about energy, or at least we haven't until recently. And so children start to model their energy after the people they spend the most amount of time with. Mm -hmm. And so you just adapted very early. And we formulate these beliefs and patterns typically before the age of five. And as when we were talking to Carol Klein, she talks about doing a lot of subconscious beliefs even before we're verbal. So yeah. it's not something that you... You did for good reason in, in terms of problems in your own life. It's just something that you learn from watching your mother energetically. So mm -hmm. I want you to catch yourself throughout the day. and Because you can do this. You're very smart, by the way. Very smart. And as soon as you start to feel that energy, I would love for you to think of something very different. Think of something that's completely unrelated that actually brings you joy. So you're going to need to make a list because you want to be prepared for those moments of things that you could focus on, you know, whether it's color or sound or smells, you know, be prepared for those moments and things that can really help you flip. You know, mm -hmm. it could even be a memory of something really remarkable in your life that happened years ago. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be just what's in the present, but it needs to be something that you will with very little effort. Once mm -hmm. you think about it or feel it, you'll shift that dynamic. It won't take you long. And I would use some what if questions. You know, um, what if I easily see the joy in all things? What if I surrender? Because frustration is kind of a a glue energy, you know, because mm -hmm. you, you stay stuck to the situation because you're annoyed by it. By it and, and, and it takes a while to stop that, that <clears throat> kind of frequency. So mm -hmm. surrendering. What if I get out of the way? What if I just don't care anymore about anything? What mm -hmm. if I just don't care? That would be lovely for you to start practicing, you know, 
whether you say it out loud or repeat it in your brain and then come up with these this list of things that you can focus on that will um, mm -hmm. free you from this. And then you won't have to have any more procedures. It'll be lovely. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Have a gorgeous day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks, Johanna, for calling in from the Seattle area. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll take now Lindsay calling in from San Francisco. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course, Lindsay. What can I do for you? So my husband and I are just feeling a little stuck with where we want to be geographically. Mm. We have been in San Francisco for about six years. And mm. for the first time ever, we've had this flexibility where anything could be an option. Mm. Um, I am self-employed, so I've always been okay working at home. And my husband now is indefinitely working from home. Isn't that amazing um, how everything <laughs> changed? Everything it's changed. It's so weird. It's and so weird. In, banking and I never would have imagined that like this would be the reality um and so it's we're in a one bedroom in the city and it's just it's getting a little cozy I, know you, and, um, <laughs> I love your term cozy that was very uh well played yeah well played, you. Yes, yeah, well well played. played. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on our bed right now he's at our dining room table desk, yeah. you know kitchen table his workstation call, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So exactly. I actually have a vision for you guys, and you might even have some ideas of where you want to go, and I definitely want to hear those. But when you're okay. intuitive you know, and you use it all the time for work, you know that it, when it shows up, you want to, like, report it because it could something else can come after it. I actually see you mm -hmm. in a mountain town. There's a lot of trees. It's kind of rural. It's There's probably a city an hour away, <laughs> you know, somewhere. There's a cute little town for sure, you know, so there's a very cute little town that you could walk to. There's lakes. I'm not sure where this is, but it's definitely not San Francisco. Um, so have you thought about moving like Montana? Like different state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting is there are so many ways we could do this. And last yeah. year we were thinking about buying something, but with me being self-employed, it's a little less certain and... Now we're I would like, never we say that again, by the way. You're never allowed to say that again. So so when you say self-employed and it's uncertain, you're actually sending negative energy to your business. Okay. Um, yeah. So you never allowed to say that. People can be self I've been self-employed for 20 years, and I've been able to help put kids through college, buy homes, pay yeah, for weddings. Yeah, you're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So... Don't ever limit yourself. Don't, don't use that language ever. But You're doing great. Um, so I, I definitely want to hear. It could be Colorado, but it's mountainous. It's not. It's not at ocean level. That's not where I'm at. So you're some. There's lakes. So I want you to stop. Yeah. But what? Go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say. Yeah, we were, we were considering um, something like Lake Tahoe. Okay, I've never um, been there, so that makes sense, right? Sounds it's like nice. exactly what you just described, um, but probably for a shorter term period, like, you know, three to six months or something, because that doesn't feel like a longer term solution for me. Mm -hmm. And why? Why is that not a longer term solution for you? Um, I think I like being a little bit closer to a city. We don't really yeah. know anyone over there. It'd be a right. little isolating, oh, but, maybe. Well, first of all, everyone's isolated for for, for a while. Right. Just so... so you have this very interesting logical mind. I love it because you know how to get through lists. You can power through things. I love that about you. But 
making decisions about who to love, where to live, what to do for a living is not a logical, it's not a logical solution. It's actually an energetic one. So I want you to start looking out of the state, by the way. <laughs> That's what I want you to start mm-hmm. doing. And, and I want you to start looking for cute little tans. I mean, cute, like they're, they're big enough. Like there's, you know, several coffee shops, multiple restaurants. It's cute. It's adorable. And then a big city, like an hour away. That, that's your, your parameters. And I want you to start mm-hmm. looking outside of the state. And I think you're actually going to buy this land or the house or whatever, um, which is going to be interesting for you because you guys haven't done that in a while, I don't think. I'm not sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So try not to focus on the logic. Feel the energy of it. And, and what you, you, you know what I'm talking about, but you're doing it backwards. You're, you're thinking and then you're still using your mind to try to feel. But the, the brain is actually not a feeling tool. It's a logical tool that's supposed to help us in the present moment, not analyze mm-hmm. or process the past or the future. It's your emotional body that's the intuitive aspect of who you are. And it's constantly feeling all around you constantly. But you have to allow yourself to have an awareness of what it's experiencing so you can translate it and make excellent choices. Does that make sense? Yeah, like feeling the feeling yeah. of what we want it to feel like well, without knowing what it actually will be. Well, yes, but that sounded also very logical. So let's say that you're looking online at cities, cute little towns in Montana, Colorado, I don't know, but mountainous, not, um, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. And see how you feel about it. Like, so let's like you're looking at line at a town and you go, oh, my gosh, that just feels so good. You don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. It just feels good. That's the areas that you want to pay attention to. Then you want to maybe start looking at um, places that you might want to live. And you're going to be living next to a lake. Like your property is going to be attached to it or a short walk to the lake. It's going to be lovely. And you guys are going to live there for a while. Okay. How soon do you think <laughs> this is going <laughs> to That's a great question. I love that question because I really believe in um, predictive kind of stuff. I, I, I believe in that. It makes sense to me. I'm actually fairly good at it. So, but he, here's the answer. It could happen tomorrow for you. It's going to depend on you getting your energy up and start practicing feeling things so that you can identify it. Because once you identify it, you guys are like good to go. Okay, we're out of here. Deuces. Yeah, you're going to just pack everything and move. <laughs> but you have to start practicing this feeling thing. And as soon as your mind starts to go, okay, well, how many dogs live in the area? I, I know that's a weird question, but I'm just trying to show a logical process that is actually going to hold you up. Don't get caught up in the logic. Feel. Feel it. Okay? Okay. All right. So as soon as you can, it, this could be done in weeks, months, very short. Do you time. have any animals? Um, we don't, but one of the reasons we want to move is my husband is, he almost gets teary-eyed talking about a black lab puppy. Oh, that's why I brought up dogs, So all right? the number of animals plus one more. So wherever yeah. you decide, I mean, I'm really yeah. in favor of this, too. Yeah, I think this is exciting. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like your neighbors. They're going to be really friendly. Does North Carolina feel? Yeah, I love North Carolina. I think it's a great place. Lovely. Marie was just not too yeah, long ago. I, one of my daughters got married mm-hmm. in North Carolina, so I love North Carolina. So, okay. yeah, so just go, just start looking, but feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it, okay? okay. You guys are okay. smart. You don't have to worry about logical stuff. You're already smart, okay? 
Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay, from calling in from the San Francisco area. 877-825-8828 is the number for the show. We have open lines. You might as well get in now. It's a good opportunity. We have about 15 minutes left in the show. So oh, my gosh. I know, right? So we'll take now Claire, who's calling in from the Portland area. Hi, Claire. Hi. Hi, Thank Claire. You. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to know if you could give me in, any insight. Um, my lovely doctor is helping me. Okay, great. And hasn't really pinpointed what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, down below. Okay, great, <laughs> great, great. I love it. I love it. I could give you more specifics, but it's a morning show. And, uh, <laughs> Appreciate so that. Cute. Okay. You're welcome, Betty. Yeah, You're no, welcome. no. I mean, because I, I actually don't need a ton of information, but yeah, you know, know, as a nurse, I, I love all of the details, mm-hmm. but I don't need to hear those. So here's kind first of all, because I drew out your energy as I do whenever I read anyone on the radio show. You have a significant leak in your first chakra. I think this whole pandemic thing kind of sent you off the cliff a little bit. Would you agree? Interesting. Yeah, I guess you looking at my life as a whole and what it means now and direction. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you're the type of person, you're highly empathetic. You worry about people and you want people to be happy. You know, this is part of who you are, at least from my perception. And it's just... It, it's just, it, you weren't expecting it. You weren't warned of it. You know, because people who are, who are sensitive, they can actually receive awareness of things that are about to change. Like, I didn't know there was going to be a pandemic, but I had this very strong kind of visceral feeling that weird stuff is going to happen to a lot of people. And I kind of blamed it on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And I even interviewed an astrologer who like kind of prepared everyone for it. And I'm usually not that type of person. I don't usually look at life that way. I'm very positive and optimistic, but I just had this like, oh, stuff is going to be hitting the fan for everyone. But I thought it was, and it is kind of personal for each person. It's different for each person, but I didn't know it was going to be an illness-related global situation. So you have this massive leak in your root chakra, which doesn't govern reproductive organs or the pelvic floor. It doesn't really govern that. But... It does actually govern your whole entire body. So the first layer of the auric field is a hologram, and it needs energy. It's a hologram of all of your anatomy and physiology and complete and total health. And this hologram needs energy that comes from the first chakra, the root. And then the root chakra feeds the hologram, and then your hologram reminds your real anatomy and physiology what health looks like. And you don't have that going on right now. There's not a communication happening between, or much of one, between the hologram and your body. So the first thing I want you to do is stop being afraid. Stop worrying. Maybe listen to the news less or not at all. Um, don't think about your own personal life situations. It's more about my personal life. Yeah. It's, I don't feel at threatened by the pandemic. Okay, well, you think you don't. But this all happened around the pandemic. This all happened, when, what I'm hearing, you know, really intensely right around that, like the beginning of the year. So, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean to disagree with you, but I think there's more emotions than you're aware of. But regardless if it's personal or global, your job is to not allow yourself to move into fear. And then second of all, I think what happened when I look at your pelvic floor is that a lot of things just really relaxed. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. So, so when I look at your pelvic floor, there's not a lot of support in the lower part of your body. 
there's just too much wiggling, wobbling movement going around energetically and, of course, relating to the anatomy of your body. So we want to get the structure, which could be relating to that you feel like the structure of your life has changed. So we want to get the structure, even if this doesn't seem logical, we want to start where the energy is the least strong and we want to build that energy. So there's going to be some things that I'm going to suggest when have you stay on the line so that Courtney can get your information so I can send those things to you directly. Okay. Oh, thank you. And so I want you to start telling yourself in this what if question, what if I'm safe? What if everything's really okay? What if I'm on the right track? What if everything is working out for me? I want you to start repeating these what if questions out loud or silently about every 30 minutes. Okay. 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 I so appreciate you. Oh, yes. It's my pleasure. So just stay on the line and Courtney will get your information. Okay? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Claire, for joining us from the Portland area. 877-825-8828 is uh, the number for the show. And unfortunately, I lost uh, Tate from Eugene, Oregon. So call back, Tate. Sorry about that. I don't know if it was me or me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Melinda from Los Angeles. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. Hi, Hi Melinda. You're How live. Are you? Yes, you're live. Hi. How are you? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you're amazing. I, yes. <laughs> I was actually, I was curious. I would love a reading, and I just remember, um, I'm 35. I just turned 35, and when I was about 16 or 17, I did a reading with you at your really? house in Seattle. Aww. And I, you said, um, you always reminded me to say, I'm here, I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere. Yes. And it's something I've carried with me forever, and I'm still trying. But <laughs> I was hoping if I start in that place asking you for a, a new reading, um, specifically about my painting practice, if possible. Mm, um, okay, I'm just great. trying to go deeper and deeper in my practice, and I'm just curious if there are tips how to get deeper in the emotional body or the... Yeah. Architectural language. Yeah. To get no, a better it's, workout. It's great. You know, I I just love what you just said. That exercise is in the book Intuitive Self Healing. And interesting, the last caller we were talking to, I said she had a, a fairly significant leak in her root chakra. And then here you talk about this exercise that is, <laughs> you know, devoted to the root chakra. I'll just let you know you do not have a leak in your root chakra, so you don't have to worry about that ever. It looks beautiful. It's lovely. Here's what, and you know, when I do readings, even though this information could be helpful for others, I really am focusing on the individual. I'm so grateful it is helpful for others because people write to us all the time saying that, which is really lovely, expressing that um, joy. So you you have to kind of get out of your way. You know this, right? Yeah. Because here you are an artist, but you approach it very logically. Mm-hmm. You know, and I started dabbling in art. um, in caustics anyway. And when, I, when I've when i made a few pieces for others, when people have said, could you make me a piece? And I've made them for some friends or family. When I focus on them and what they would like, I don't do a very good job. I, I, I'm not enjoying it. It's not turning out the way I want it to. When I don't think about them and I just do it for my own pleasure, I personally think it looks really cool. And things that actually would be in their highest good actually then move into the wax, which completely shocks me and surprises me. So you have to stop trying to control this. It's almost like you're using a business mind in a way Mm -hmm. as you're approaching your art. And 
the art comes from the second chakra and the second layer of the auric field, which, as you beautifully know, is the emotional you know, part of our energy system. It's the emotional aspect. And our emotions are always calm. Even if we're sad or angry, there's a calmness, like an observational quality when we're in our mm-hmm. authentic um, presence of this powerful aspect of who we are. So I'm going to ask you to just play and have fun and be silly and not think about this in terms of work or, and I know it's your livelihood, but your livelihood will be even more blessed if you have fun with this. And that's going to help you move into the deeper levels of it. So you just lose time. Yes. Let go of referential material and just like play, go into the zone. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Exactly. That's where, that's where that creativity comes from is from that place. Right. Okay. No, because I, I have noticed that when you do go in there, you start realizing these deeper truths that are so much more fun than yes. if you can make a face or not. Right. And then that energy goes into the work. And that's what people are attracted to is that playful, fun. Because art is very healing, I think. It's an extremely powerful healing modality. So, okay. I see what you're saying. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Have fun. Yeah, thanks, Melinda, for joining us. And yes, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to remind people that I am launching on Monday. We're doing the eight-week financial freedom course. It's a coaching program. Um, There will be hypnotherapy in it, an online workbook. And one of my favorite things is to create wealth and to enjoy it and to experience it. So I'm thrilled to be coaching people to have that same sort of joy and fun and success with their resources. So Perfect. if you can join me, go to mm-hmm. energyintuitive.com. We still have play room in the coaching program. Sounds good. And uh, I'll get it right. I'll say it the right way. I'll just be quiet. Benny. <laughs> Tate <laughs> called back. Tate. And I appreciate it. She is so, I appreciate you. Tate, hello. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm so happy to get through. Yes, I've Tate. called in a few times, but I'm really nervous. It's Aww. been a while. <laughs> Well, thank you for calling in again. And when we gave you information on your previous phone calls, was it helpful? Yes. Yes. It's always helpful. Good. Yes, I'm, it I'm, is. I'm it is. That's wonderful news. So what can I do for you today? Yeah. So I kind of, I had like this great start to the year. I turned 40 the end of mm. January. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. And um, I loved it. And I quit like a part-time job that was just not, not really doing it for me anymore. And I went to Bhutan for two mm. weeks at the beginning of February. And I just had been so, I have so much momentum of like wanting to finally kind of start my career in energy medicine. I did Susan, Susan Tate's mentorship oh, in yes. 2015. Great. And now I have kids 10 and 7. And just since the pandemic, I mean, I'm just having a really hard time feeling like not giving up on <laughs> on starting and I'm just wondering if there's like anything in particular that you see that might be you know helpful for just kind of getting out of the funk well first of all just know that everybody's on pause right now you know that mm-hmm. like, this is a great time actually to be growing a business like getting things in line getting things organized getting uh, daydreaming about how you want to do your business exactly or what kind of clients you want to have. So stay in that creative, dreamlike, fun, playful place because this will end eventually. And you can then start to move forward with your work. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, one thing is I've been having a hard time, like, 
um, embracing that I can do distance energy work. Sure, I yeah. I want to put my hands on people. I know. I love but, putting my hands on people, too. I've yes. been doing Zoom since March, and I'm having a lovely time. It's just different. So just know resistance doesn't mean don't do that. Resistance means, oh, I need to embrace this. So work on embracing online work because it's really fun and everyone will be doing it forever all the time. And I have to go. Benny's playing the music. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Congratulations. Have a beautiful day. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Thank you, Benny. Joyful blessings, everyone. Bye-bye for now.